Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. I'm Caleb Simmons. And I'm Joshua Simmons. We are two brothers who love fly fishing, our families, and our men of faith. But like most of you listening, we're still not experts on any of those subjects. So our hope is to speak with as many people that we believe are experts on these subjects and pose the questions that most of us are asking. So thanks for joining us along the journey as we seek to inspire and encourage dads and anglers as we wade through fishing, fatherhood, and faith on the fly. Coming up on today's episode. I don't know if I'll ever tie like that. Maybe I will. Yeah. But why am I tying flies? To, to catch ca- fish. To catch fish. And yeah. it's like fulfilling to catch yeah, fish on the tie, on, fly. on the flies at time. So that was a really cool moment. I, I, that night before, I was like, I'm going to take this, just see if it'll catch fish. And I didn't think it would. Yeah. But man, it caught a lot of fish. Well, there's that, there's that old adage in fly tying that is so true over and over again. It's there's flies that catch fish and there's flies that catch fishermen. And so there's flies that... Don't look good at all. Yeah. But dang, they can catch some fish. My flies are point. not going to be catching a lot of fishermen. But there's also flies that have to look good to catch fishermen. Dads on the Fly is brought to you by Maggie Valley Fly Shop. Maggie Valley Fly Shop is your go-to stop in Western North Carolina for all your fly fishing needs. Whether you're looking to book a guided trip or you're wanting to go catch some gear that you may need before you hit the stream, hop into Maggie Valley Fly Shop, grab a cup of coffee, get all the gear you need, and go enjoy a great day on the water in western North Carolina. You can also check them out online at maggievalleyflyshop.com. Dads on the Fly is also brought to you by Trout Routes. Joshua, when we are looking for new places to go catch trout, I can think of no better resource to use than the Trout Routes app. It has been an awesome thing to help us find more trout to catch. Yeah, man, whether exploring new water or just being a new angler at all, Trout Routes now includes all of the lower 48 states on their amazing app that can be found anywhere you get your apps. So make sure and download Trout Routes today for all your fly fishing adventures. Dads on the Fly is brought to you by Catch Cam Nets. Catch Cam Nets, where you can build your own net. It's your net, so you choose every feature. Check them out online at catchcamnets.com. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dazzle Fly Podcast. I'm Caleb alongside my brother, Joshua, as always. Joshua, how are you today, man? Doing great, man. We thought we would, uh, this will be our first duo episode for, uh, I guess, is it a new year, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Uh, we've had, you know, our wives episode, and then we, uh, I don't think we've had an episode of just us. Maybe we had one, um, but it's time to, thought we had a, break, a little break and some guest action and a little episode of just us. We got to do some fishing. And I uh, wanted to definitely talk about that, but also want to keep everybody up to speed about some things that are coming up. So this episode drops on uh, Pearl's birthday. Yeah, the so 27th. we got we to yeah. start with that. Yeah, happy birthday so, to Pearl. That's our mom. That's our mom. So happy birthday to our mom. And uh, we wanted to start with that for today, and then wanted to fill everybody up about some things coming up. First of all, this weekend, March the 4th, I and my and our dad will be uh, down in Greenville. Yeah. In Greenville, Orvis. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome time for you guys. Doing a little, Bummed, meet, I can't make it. Doing a little meet and greet in between a couple of tying days. They're doing some fly tying 101 and 201 there. So we're going to do a little meet and greet, maybe tie some, tie, tie up some flies with your uh, son or daughter um, if you come by to say hi. And so looking forward to that. I uh, hope everybody in the Greenville area or if you know anywhere close, maybe an hour, just come see us, hang out for a little bit. Uh, it's going to be 12 o'clock to 2 o'clock right in the middle of the day. So uh, just come by, get some early lunch or get some late lunch and come hang out with us. We'll have uh, some stickers to give out for some folks and uh, 
have a good time down there with uh, Matthew and uh, and at the Greenville Orvis. Yeah, that'd be great. And then uh, after that, coming up, we got March the 16th for our uh, people that are local to Western North Carolina. We're going to have a live show night, an opportunity for people to come hang out with us. Uh, you don't want to miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be hanging out at Maggie Valley Fly Shop at, I believe, at 6 p.m. And uh, we're going to hang out for a little while, and then we're going to record a live show with Mr. Jerry Yates. Uh, Jerry is the... Uh, inventor i guess i would say of creator, creator yeah. of a uh, frog's fanny floatant he's going to tell the story behind it he's also a certified casting instructor and just a phenomenal guy with a lot of great fishing stories so we're going to sit down and have some conversations with him uh, frog level brewing is going to have some drinks there with us um, we're going to hang out in the fly shop set up it's going to be a good time probably do some live q a there as well and uh gonna record a podcast together so i'd love for anyone that's in western north carolina to come hang out with us yeah that's kind of one of the um cool events we've been looking forward to we hope to do a couple of those throughout this year so that's gonna be fun and uh, i think that's about oh and then the end of march just to wrap up march march 24th we will be at highland brewery uh i can't remember the time on that i think it's seven maybe a little earlier maybe six maybe six to eight but uh, we will be there early when the doors open for the F3T Fly Fishing Film Festival. And I'm excited to meet with uh, Miller and those guys that night and hang out with Hunter Banks Fly Shop and also uh, watch some awesome films. We'll have a little table set up. You guys can come by and see us. So if you're in the Asheville area, uh, we'd love to see you then. Yeah, bring your kid and you might get a free sticker or something. So it's going to be a good time. <laughs> for sure. Uh, we'll have some, some stuff. So uh, let's talk about the weekend, man. We got to do some fishing on Friday. And uh, it was a cool thing. Let's first talk about the fact that, you know, one of our listeners who has uh, listened to us from the very beginning, Mr. Ben Wilson, yeah, uh, who's now on his own quest. I think Ben, like, left us our first review, or one of our very early reviews. Maybe so, He was yeah. like, other than, like, our family, he was probably the first person to leave <laughs> us a review. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was awesome to get to meet Ben, and uh, so cool he, guy. He came to fish with us. Yeah. Uh, Ben's on a quest to fish a thousand trout streams like our uh, buddy Ray Sugg. And, uh, he's been getting after. He has been getting Man, after. He, he, he knocked out two while he was with us. Yeah, That's so really he, cool. he met us at the local stream uh, inside the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. We want to divulge where we were. But uh, it, was a, it was a cool day. We got to fish with Ben just to meet him, and it was awesome, kind of what we're all about, just getting to meet folks and hang out with them for, for the first time. Uh, fishing with the guys is fun, and getting to see him just uh, talk about, like kind of walk, walking in and talking about, you know, what he's enjoyed about the podcast and also us just being able to learn a little bit more about him. That was really cool. Yeah, it was neat. It's like you said, you know, we've started creating this community of anglers and dads and it was really neat to meet Ben and uh, get to hear more about his story. I think it's cool too, as we do this podcast, you know, a lot of times we're interviewing guests and we're interviewing people. Um, the real reason we do it is for the people that are listening though. For sure. So when we get to hear their stories and get to hear uh, maybe how we've encouraged them or to hear, little bit about what they do it, it was neat and the fact that he listened to ray sugg's episode about fishing a thousand streams and it inspired him to do that yeah, that, was, it, that was cool they actually got in touch with ray i mean yeah that's pretty cool they've been connected yeah he, that's uh, awesome got in touch with ray and they've been talking a little bit about doing it and so uh, it was a cool thing but um let's talk a little bit about why we did this trip well first of all i had a uh, optional work day so i was able to get off school you're off on fridays and so we were able to get to the stream um you know, it's one of those classic things where you watch the weather all week, and it was 75 on Thursday. It was 78 on Wednesday. Um, it was like springtime in West yeah, North Carolina. Wild. And, and we thought that uh, the forecast was like 55 and rain. So we were like, oh, great, we picked a bad day to fish. But, man, we had so much sunshine for the first like yeah, first, four or five hours. One or two in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, we just had such a great day. And uh, we, we contemplated floating. 
on that Friday. But we decided not to float. And the main reason we decided not to float is uh, we have had the uh, privilege of being able to do kind of get a couple of gifts. Um, and a couple of those gifts we wanted to get on the water. Yeah. So uh, the first thing, we, we, we met a guy from Washington State via via the Instagram, Instagram right? yeah. and what he reached out to you? and uh this is his, his name is Wes and he he makes fiberglass fly rods super cool I myself had never fished with a fiberglass fly rod yeah so uh Wes sends me a message a while back and uh he says hey I want to send you guys a rod to fish and I said well sweet we'd love to do that right? <laughs> uh so he sends us this super sweet. We'll post some pictures of it. Yeah. Um, and he owns the Snoqualmie. 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 Yeah. Snow. Snoqualmie. Sorry, I knew I was going to struggle with that. I even called him to learn how to pronounce it. <laughs> it's still messed up. It's a river in Washington yeah. that he lives on. And Snoqualmie Rod Company. Yeah. And he sent us an 8.6 four-weight fiberglass rod. And man... I'd never uh, fished. I've never fished fiberglass either. It was super cool. I mean, it's 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 really different than a normal fly rod. It, it is. It's it's heavier, but it. I mean, it casts a little slower, maybe. But it feels really slow action. But I mean, it's like fishing. It's like fishing with like a heavy spaghetti noodle. Like it's just. I mean, it was awesome. It was so cool. It was really slow action, but. When you got a fish on that thing, it was it was pretty, it was pretty special. Pretty fun, man. It was a lot of fun. So, I, I'll be honest. The first time I'd heard about fiberglass rods, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, I we had fished with a guy a while back that had one. Okay, or he had he had had one that he was fooling around with before we got there. You remember up on a sure up above? Don't, not don't remember, but okay. yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it off air. I don't <laughs> want to name streams again. But uh, he had had a fiberglass rod, and he was fooling around with it when we got there, and then he put it up and got out his normal rod. Um, but I remember watching and with that thing, and it, I was like, man, there's no way I'll ever fish anything like that. It just didn't I, make sense to me. I kind of liked it. I loved it. It was yeah. an incredible experience. It was it was different. Like I For said, sure. it was a lot different, but I felt like we could do everything we normally do with, now, a, with a regular fly rod. One thing we learned just kind of getting ready for the trip, we uh, we were fooling around. We, we purchased a couple of four-weight reels. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be honest, the best balance, and we, we talked to Wes a little bit about this, uh, we put a five weight. Yeah, he told us to line up. And, and we lined up on it, and it actually, I think that helped it balance real well. And uh, it cast, cast great. And so that was one rod we took in the park. Well, and the thing Go that ahead. I really loved about that rod, too, though, was fishing in, like, really tight quarters. Yeah. I felt like I could cast it into really tight quarters okay. really yeah. well. Um now it may have been the fact of the other rod that we well, had. We're, we're gonna go there, but <laughs> but that rod, you know, I remember there was a there was a section of the river that kind of spiraled, split, yeah. split, and there was a waterfall right there, and we just sure. decided to go around it. Yeah. But I wanted to fish that waterfall and that plunge pool real quick, but it was real covered up with rhododendron. I mean, there was just fit. There was For sure. limbs everywhere. It was crazy. And if amount. I had the the ten foot rod that we're gonna talk about here in a minute. I would have never been able to cast it yep. in there, but you had switched with me and I was fishing that fiberglass rod for the minute. And sure enough, like I was able to get that thing up into that waterfall really easily and, and pull a trout out. It was crazy the amount point. of rhododendron that's already green. Like, Oh yeah. From was, for, February, February the 25th yeah, I mean, really or cool. whatever it was that, that, yeah, that's almost starting to like get flowers. Yeah. I mean, crazy that there was that much kind of greenery, but, 
Um, so we we took that run, mm-hmm. and then uh, we also were reached out to recently. It's probably about some months ago now uh, by our friend Landon and uh, at G Loomis, and he hooked us up with a G Loomis ten foot three weight. IMX, is that right? Mm-hmm. IMX. Pro E. Pro E, which is for Euro. Euro rod. So we were like, well, let's take that rod and the glass rod into the, the park for the day. Yeah, and we had, we'd never really fit. I'd fished Euro a little bit. I still don't think I can say I fished Euro based on what we're about to tell this story. <laughs> yeah, but true. But, but uh, we we took that rod as well. And yeah. you started with the Euro setup. We got a uh, sweet and... Like I said, we're not – we got a sweet Reddington tilt mm-hmm. um, reel. We uh, took all the weights off it. We got it balanced pretty well. You think you had some uh, – some? Uh, if you guys want to get technical, we could put this in the show notes. We really don't do that on the show. But uh, it was like the just a basic Euro line, right, from Rio? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the Rio. Um, they're – I think it's the tactical Euro. Tactical Euro, yeah. yeah. And we got to set up for that. Yep. And we uh, – so we started the day with you on that, and you were actually Euro nymphing. Yeah, yeah, and it was fun. It was it was cool. I yes. enjoyed it. Um, we uh, we were you know throwing. I was throwing two two flies. Uh, Euro nymphs. Two nymphs. Yeah. Two nymphs. Uh, had a pretty heavy point fly with a little small fly on the back. Switched back and forth. Caught on everything from prince nymphs to pheasant tails to um, trying to think what else we caught on some little like tiny midge patterns that I had trailing yeah. behind. Um, little sexy waltz that you okay. had tied up. So. Yeah. Uh, Props to you. Well, we're gonna get into but then my, here in a my favorite. <laughs> no, no. Let's, okay, let's just okay, look, okay, we're right, getting there. We're we'll getting there. So we 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 fish and we fish yeah, for. I don't know. We're we're the three of us. Ben's with us fishing, yeah. and uh, we're fishing for a good while. And uh, it it's I think it started kind of slow. We caught a couple fish. Yeah. Um, but it started but for slow the, for the park in February. We, like it we felt like feeling, we were doing really good. We were feeling. We pretty probably good. caught. You know, between the three of us, we've yeah. hit double digits already. Yeah, we, so. we were feeling okay, and uh, and I'm fishing a dry dropper, and I finally got the dry fly dialed in. I think color time of year, yeah. um, not kind of what I always fish, so I was fishing a dry dropper. And I think there was like three pulls in a row on the fiberglass rod that we were fishing that I caught fish on the dry fly. Yeah. And at that point, Caleb was like, okay, I've seen enough. Well, you're in the park. <laughs> And you're you're watching fish rise on your dry fly three times in a row, and yeah. I was like, you know, this Euro thing's cool and all, but the heck with this! Like, like I want to catch them while the drive they're hitting dries. Well, it's just what so, we do. Yeah, and it's my favorite way to fish, especially sure. in the park. Um, and so I was like, the heck with this! So I took that Euro rod and I, you know, I had to tip it on the end of that. Um, For sure, on the end of that cider material and. I just tied a dry on and put a dropper underneath and away we went. And uh very different casting a Euro rod as Ca- a dry dropper rig. Ca- cast is a strong word. That is a very that's true. I'm yeah. just gonna be real. I mean it's a cast. You gotta yeah. get it out there. I mean, cast is a strong <laughs> word. But we we then and that's why I say I didn't get to Euro much because yeah, I fished you a Euro never, rod maybe like for like 30 minutes. Yeah, you cast it a few times. I don't think I really. really caught a fish. And yeah. by that point, we had switched back, and you were like, I'm going to go this method. Yeah, one dry, dry dropper. dropper on the Euro rod. Which and was actually, I mean, it was different. It was, you were not casting like a normal rod, but I actually really liked it because you had an incredible reach 
that you didn't have well, with that, that fiberglass. That's what I was going to say. So it became like, <laughs> the reach became impressive. I could get a tight line yeah. drift to that dry fly. It was really easy. I'll just say it was really cool. Here's what we yeah. ended up doing. We had the 10 foot three weight with a dry dropper and an eight six four weight with a dry dropper. Is it eight six? I didn't even. Yeah, use I think that it's one. eight six. Okay. So when we got to the uh, we're walking up. If we saw like a pool on the far side of the river, yeah, I would just be like, all right, you hit that. Yeah, I took you the one to reach, yeah, <laughs> and then I would hit the pool that was closer. Like you would fish the pool because because that is the only thing I felt like, and I could be incredibly wrong. Could just be lack of experience and not knowing what I'm doing. I found it a lot harder to fish that dry dropper rig like straight in front of me. See, I did okay Worse straight than in front I did, of me. That biggest like, fish off to I, the side. The biggest fish I caught was straight in front of me. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I was doing something stupid. But we definitely couldn't get in tighter spots with that it, one. Oh yeah, I mean that that waterfall fish I was just talking about a minute ago. Yeah. Like I had to catch them like fiberglass rod. I've never been able to cast that uh, euro rod in there. I mean, some guys better than me probably could, but I know I couldn't. So <laughs> well, it was really neat though. Like it was that's cool. what we did. So as as you would like flip and maybe roll cast a fiberglass or a. Uh, Graphite rod, yeah, just pop it over there. I, I kind of got to where it was. It was really cool for me when I was fishing the uh, the Euro rod because it was like a you would flip it, and I kind of as a former baseball player, it was kind of like a fly ball. <laughs> you just wait on it, man. Because all that we had out was the leader. Yeah, out of the uh, yeah. I mean, you, there's no fly line no. sticking out of the. So it wasn't line. really something that would pop. It was just, but it worked. Yeah, we made it work. We made it happen. And here's and what it was fun. Great. You really felt fish on that rod. Oh, my gosh, really man. Cool. When you got a fish on a dry on that yeah, thing, it, was, really it cool. was epic. It was awesome. That three-way, that 10-foot, I mean, it's just that 10-foot rod's doubled over on yeah. a tiny fish. It's Super just fun. so much uh, fun. So we had some just really – so we kind of started doing that. We kind of do a groove. And, um, you know, I think it was about 11.15, 11.30, we sat down on the side of the stream and, mm-hmm. and ate uh, kind of our snacks we brought in because for, for the – just to be – for the whole day, that was kind of like the lax part of it. We had kind of gotten to where it wasn't like fishing every other hole. It was we were working a little more. Yeah, and I was like, I'm just gonna sit down, little um, you know, pepperoni and cheese like I like to do oh, yeah. in the park, and just kind of sit and enjoy. And I tried gym, to maybe. be slower. You did. I was enjoy. I was impressed. You stopped for lunch before I did. Yeah, I mean, I tried. I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop and eat and and kind of just- hang out. Can't express enough just the beauty of this park. Yeah, it's it just so pretty up there. I mean, we saw we saw elk on the way into the river, yep, for sure. Driving in, um, which is always cool. I mean, you see them all the time, and it's still cool to see them. Yeah, you know, cool they're, they're right along the road. It's a lot of fun. Turkeys, all kinds of wildlife walking in. Uh, tons of waterfalls. Yeah, like that river that we were at. It's got several small Big little tributaries that come into it too, though. That just that have these beautiful waterfalls. We took some great videos and pictures and stuff, and probably post them this week. But when you slowed down and stopped, I was actually really proud of you yeah, because you. you did it first. I, and uh, I was well, I felt like I had been kind of leading the pack because when you fish with three in there, you know, I felt bad. Ben was fishing a lot of water behind us, so yeah. I stopped eating. I ben, was like, ben, ben was very generous, but he because I kept talking to him because he was like, "Man, I fished like five times this week," and I was like, "Well, that's really nice of you, but I feel bad. Like <laughs> you're here with us and you're giving us every hole." And, so but he was still catching fish, so I mean, it shows how great we are. So what we finally did was when Ben ate lunch, he stopped to eat his lunch. And he was like, hey, if you guys are cool with it, I really want to knock out some streams yeah. that he can get to walking. So he took off on the trail walking, and then me and you kept fishing the same stream we were on. And uh, that's when I felt like from, I don't know, like that 12.30 to 1 o'clock for the last two hours or hour and a half, or maybe 12.30 to 2, I don't know. 
it just got really, it really good. It turned on, man. It, it turned on. It's like we kind of dialed it in, too. Um, Maybe. Because Either the fishing got good or we figured but we, out But we had changed some flies we because we went to uh, – I had fished a parachute and missed some flies, mm-hmm. and I went to a Royal Wolf that yeah. you had tied. Yeah. Uh, with a red body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just a Royal Wolf with a red – because some people tie them with green bodies. Yeah, you can have a green, yeah. Uh, but it was a Royal Wolf with a red body, and I put that. And uh, this is where I want to talk about – I would Supply. I would like to tell this story. Really? <laughs> I mean, did. partially. But you you have to. My hear favorite story. part. My, okay, so so yeah, lead the way. Go ahead. You want to talk about what I was starting laughing? About. I want to talk about okay, how. Before we do that, we need to talk about <laughs> the intricacy of. No, intricacy is a big word. Th- what we finally did well. Okay. Because I feel like we need to wrap in this whole trip. We we try to give tips on this. This is more of a fishing episode. We could talk maybe a little parenting at the end. Sure. Our mom, like a year ago for Christmas, not this year, a year ago. Oh, yeah. Got us some walkie-talkies. Dude, those things were And we had been forgetting to take them in the park. Yeah. And we've been wait, uh, boat fishing more. So we were on the boat. You don't really need them. But even though we stayed close together. Yeah, we hardly ever. It was just a few times we got out of We took the walkie-talkies. And I had one strapped on my pack. We fished with the same pack, um, the uncle, uncle pack. And I had it strapped on. You had it strapped on. And what was really nice is even when we were like 12 feet from each other or in eyesight, you wouldn't have to scream. Yeah, because you don't realize how loud the river the is. The river is, yeah. Like, it's actually really loud sometimes. And so when you're 10 feet from each other and somebody catches a fish and you're like, yeah. oh, did it hit the dryer or the nip? You want to know. Yeah. But usually, like, you're having to yell. Yeah. So, so we, that took all that away. Yeah, and, and like, I never missed you with a fish either because pretty much every time we hooked up, it we was got like, so fish good. on. <laughs> we got so good, you were, like, fighting the fish and talking all the other oh, yeah, things. Oh, yeah, it was pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. It was fun. So I think we're at this one hole, and I guess I – uh I think this was on the um, the glass rod. Yeah, you had the glass rod. And I had I had switched from my dropper fly to a new a new nymph. And I think I caught a fish like immediately, right? Yeah, you you told me it was like third cast or something like that. Because you you hook into a fish, and I look up and I'm like, yeah, you got one, and you're dying laughing. I'm like, laughing. You're, you're laughing so, so hard. hard, and I'm like, what? What happened? And you're like, I got a story about this fly. Yes. And I'm like, okay, what's your story? So so tell your story. <laughs> so. Okay, so this update from Joshua's fly tying desk can be brought to you by Anadromous Fly Flyco. Company. Yeah, Aflyco.com. Let's get them in there. Uh, Check them out. Sharpest decision. Bob and scissors. scissors. Yeah, all you want. We got scissors all over the place over oh, here yeah. in the background. Uh, check out Herb and the guys and uh, use code DADS20 for 20% off your order from Aflyco.com. So, right. so tell your story from behind the bias with this. So their night, we did the fly tying night with Howie. And when you left, I tied up like all the pink hogs that Howie had given me, and I got those ready for the weekend. But I knew that going to the park, I wanted my inchworms like I always tie, and I was short on them. So I tied up like six of those, and I was like, I need one other, like just something. Uh, you know, a lot of people say pheasant tails, and I don't think I tie. I know pheasant tails supposed to be a simple fly, right? Yeah, I mean, and, but I don't think I tie the best pheasant tails. Is it the one where you're supposed to pull the tail back over yeah, and make I mean, a little can, hood yeah. or what? Like mm-hmm. you taught me that. I, just, I don't like tying that fly. Just yeah. to be honest with you, I don't. But I do like tying the. I think it's the Lance Egan Frenchie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like tying that fly. Yeah. And I had tied some way back in the summer. Hadn't tied one in a while. And I'm just still at the point in fly tying where I forget the steps. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And usually it's something simple. This case. So I watched the video, and I think I'm watching the video, and I'm also maybe got something on TV. Maybe it's a ball game I'm trying to <laughs> yeah. follow, and I don't know. There's all kind of things ADHD going on. ADHD kicking in. Yeah, for real. 
So I watch the video, and I get all my stuff tied on the hook the way I want it, and I can't get the pheasant tail to wrap the way I want it to wrap. And I realized, so the pheasant tail has, there's one over there, but it's got like the the tips. Just grab that pheasant tail. Like, we'll just, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, which not a lot of people are yet, but that's okay. But like, so you've got this end. What do you call that? The tip, right? Yeah, sure. Okay, and then this is the what end? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'll just... The, the other end of the tail. I mean, but so anyway, ahead, yeah. but you're supposed to tie the pheasant tail in on this end and tail. hold that end to wrap it. No, yeah. the tail was no problem. Well, oh, okay. the tail was pretty ugly, but yeah, this is what happened with the yeah, fly. Yeah. So, like, I've got this right here, right? Uh -huh. You're supposed to tie this end uh -huh. and then wrap holding this end. Well, I was doing this. You should do it backwards. Well, I was doing it that way and trying to hold the tips, and it kept slipping out of my hand. I couldn't wrap it right, but... <laughs> Is that not how you tie it? No, I don't think so. But I, we'll, we'll we'll do training after this. But the way ahead. that go for it. My Sorry, man on go. fly fish right, food, go, go, go. His YouTube videos. Watching, oh yeah, I mean, he ties yeah. it in like this. Yeah, yeah, and then grabs this and wraps it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, that's the, that makes sense. That's the way. Well, I was doing it backwards. Okay, gotcha. and I was getting so mad. Like, yeah, so many not kind words. Were yeah, being I'm sure thrown around. And finally, I was like, heck with it. And I was like, they're not long enough. Stop reaching around my hook. So finally, I, I flip it. I cut I cut it like three times. It's a broken over <laughs> okay. there. I turn it this way, and I wrap it around, and it is horribly ugly. I tie it off. I put some. I put a red hot spot. I take some of that uh, tan ice dub right there. Yeah. And I put a hot spot on it. Finish the fly, and heck with it. I'm putting it in the box anyway. And I said to myself, "We're gonna see if ugly flies, like horribly ugly flies, catch fish." Yeah, because it was and that, it was ugly. It was an ugly fly, and that is why I was laughing so yeah. hard. Because not only did it catch that fish, like then it got on it fire. A ton of fish. It, it, so many till the fly was almost beat up. Oh, it was. I mean, it's chewed. And up. I finally lost it at the end of the day on yeah. the rock, and couldn't. I dove in twice <laughs> yeah. to get it, and I finally lost it at the end of the day. Yeah. But and it's so, funny you told me about that, and so I immediately switched, tied, to, a Frenchie. switched to a Frenchie underneath, and that was where it was that at. Man, we the Frenchies just, were. Oh my gosh, yours was black. I think maybe. Yeah, mine was black with a little orange. Collar and mine was a and yours was had a uh, red had hot a, spot yeah, with a like a silver collar collar yeah and uh, so needless to say I'm going to be tying some more Frenchies oh yeah because I was out I and got, like, uh, one left but it was just so cool that I think what you have to be careful of in this could be our tip of the week parenting whatever <laughs> uh, and you could tie it in a fly tie if you get caught up in watching all these like professional tires mm -hmm. that are really and mm -hmm. all of the stuff they mm -hmm. post and it's like perfectly you're not going to do that at my i'll never i don't know if i'll ever tie like that maybe i will yeah but why am i tying flies to, to catch fish catch fish and yeah. it's like fulfilling to catch yeah, fish on the tie on, on the flies at the time so that was a really cool moment I, I that night before i was like i'm gonna take this just see if it'll catch fish and i didn't think it would yeah but man it caught a lot of fish well there's that there's that old adage in fly tying that is so true over and over again. It's there's flies that catch fish and there's flies that catch fishermen. And so there's flies that don't look good at all. Yeah. But dang, they can catch some fish. My flies are not going to be catching a lot of fishermen. But there's also flies that have to look good to catch fishermen. And, and folks that tie that sell flies know that. Like there's, yeah. there's, you know, and so they want them to look precise and accurate and everything's symmetrical and, you know, the taper on the body's just right. And while that's, nice and Great. it looks really cool for all of us and, yeah. and you you know i try to aspire to make really nice flies yeah. and make them look good but they don't necessarily catch the most fish those ugly flies catch i mean it caught a of lot fish. of fish i mean double yeah. digits that one fly oh my gosh for, 
Yeah, yeah, oh, we yeah. switched rods I mean, and you were catching a lot of fish. On it you. was nuts. Like we you caught, kept saying the Frenchie, the Frenchie. Oh, man, yeah. It's like every other cast. It was like Frenchie, every <laughs> other cast. It was just nuts. So, I mean, and, and it's true. And, and I'm going to go out on a limb here and we may cut this out later. But in a lot of ways, to kind of throw in a dad tip to this, I think a lot of times, like, in a lot of ways, it's the same with with kids because you get the kids and you try to post them on social media and you try to get the perfect picture and you try to get stuff that looks like right and that looks great to the rest of the world watching but is what you're actually trying to produce in your kids taking place you, you get what i'm saying no like a lot I, of times perfectly a lot of times i think we get so on social media and like catching the perfect moments of our kids and putting them out there to show them off to everybody and yeah. everybody else be like, Oh, you're such a great parent. You're so wonderful. And, and then even people go like the fake way now and they post online of like, this is the actual ugly side and truth of parenting. And they still do that to try to get people to look at them and say, Oh, you're so great. And you're so wonderful. Instead of just actually focusing on what you're trying to focus, you should be focusing on as a parent, which is like, you know, raising whatever you're trying to adults. teach. Yeah. And, and the other thing we tend to do a lot is, as parents is we kind of quickly critique how other parents parent. Yeah. And we, we get too con- there's no, there's no perfect way to do this. Yeah. And that, that's kind of what I wanted. There's no perfect way to be a dad on the fly. There's no perfect way to be a mom. There's your way. And what you find out to do it in your way for your family, as long as you're teaching the things we believe in, which yeah. is, you know, that your kids care about other people and that they're yeah. nice to other people. And that they, um, in our case, you know, that they understand that God loves them and things like that. Then you just kind of figure it out. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and kids are different. There's ways to figure out how to implement values into your kid's life that really matter. Yeah, that's what I meant. Values. That's what you meant. Yeah, and so that that's what you should be focusing on. Do, like, how do you how you do your values and how I do my values? Even as brothers, and all this time we spend it's very on the different. Could be different. I couldn't agree more. But that's the thing. Like we get so I think sometimes we get so focused on like putting it out there to the world of like. Yeah. Hey, look at my kid! How great they are! For or sure. look at the ugly side of it, and you know make me feel better about being a parent yeah. instead of just focusing on what are the values that you're instilling in your kids and are they really happening? And, and it comes back to the, in the same way of like the fly tying, like there's flies that catch fishermen that you can take pictures of and you could probably sell them and you could post them online. Everybody like, dang, that's a solid fly. Like that looks really good. But does it actually work? I mean, I'm sure it would. Do? I'm yeah. sure the prettiest oh, yeah, Lance sure. Egan Frenchie that I could have bought in a store. 100% have caught they do. Fish too. But sometimes the ugly ones work. <laughs> but my point is that fit, that fly worked. Yeah, and I'm really mad I didn't tie more of them because <laughs> three times I went like I got stuck and dug yeah. through a hole to make like I pulled out three sticks oh, oh, just I to make saying, sure I could get. Yeah, the I mean the the we were I was yeah I grabbed a branch one time knocking yeah. stick like broke a broke a limb yeah. to try and to, to be get honest I was hung up a lot less than normal but like yeah. I got because we were trying to really dredge the bottom I would get hung up on rocks on the bottom yeah, yeah for sure uh but so that's just kind of the cool part I wanted to bring up and yeah. I'll keep tying flies because oh, yeah. that was fun for me to see something besides my green inchworms catch fish. Yeah, so man. that was exciting. I, I want to get... learn to tie those. I haven't learned to tie that Royal Wolf. I want you to teach me that this coming. Yeah. We'll this kind of for sure. And man, it's just, I needed that day in the park so me bad. It's been so many days since I've been fishing. It'd been so long since we'd been gone fishing. And I mean, I was trying to think of the, the time. I can't remember the last time we were in the park, yeah. especially, I mean, I told you that was the first time I'd been to that stream in probably three or four years. And I forgot about how beautiful it is up there and obviously how great the fishing yeah, is. We, so. we, we've decided that at some point this summer, we're definitely doing a backpack trip. Oh yeah. And that maybe will, there, maybe another place, well, but somewhere go, in the park. That would definitely be like an episode's 
episodes. <laughs> part one, part Because it's going to be, we're going to break it down. We're going to record stream side. Well, we're going to break it down for everybody from, I think it would be cool to break it down from what we took. Yeah, and like, like packing. Yeah, for sure. Like for people two noobs that don't have a clue what they're doing, like this is what we did, learn from our mistakes. That'd be so if you would like to sponsor the first ever Dads on the Fly backpacking trip. Well, we- well let's <laughs> throw this out there for real, though. For those who are listening that have probably done this before, have done backpacking trips into the park or wherever um like shoot us some tips like what what do we need to know like what do we need what are the necessities what are the stuff we want to make it's not sure gonna happen until later in the summer so it'll be in the like, summer yeah. so we got time yeah so we'd love to hear from everyone of you For know sure. if you've been done overnight backpacking trips into the you know camping and fly fishing at the same time what do we need to make sure we take like is there probably stuff that's not on the internet that, <laughs> that yeah. you know from your own tips and tricks we'd love to hear Sneaky from that tricks. yeah well hey man before we wrap up this episode i do got to give a shout out well, I got one more thing for – I don't know where we're going, but go ahead. I got one more well, thing. Well, I got to give a shout-out from the trip. Uh, we did a fly-tying night on Monday, this past Monday, with okay, Howie yeah, Fisher yeah. from do this Fisher for Flies. Sure. And uh, he showed us how to tie two really awesome flies. Um, he showed us how to tie a stimulator, and uh, he gave some great tips and tricks on how to tie that. I'd known how to tie that before. It wasn't a new fly for me, but yeah. he taught me some things actually in that episode, like how to use your dubbing noodle to tie it back over your deer hair to help make it uh, tie in and hold tighter and for not sure. roll on you. And so that was some really great tips. And for those of you who missed it, if you don't follow us on Instagram, shoot it. us a follow on. Yeah. Did well, he post Howie, it Howie posted, I think, the whole video. So you oh, can cool. Go back on his YouTube? It. I think it's on his Instagram. On his Instagram? Maybe. Awesome. Yeah. So you can go check him out. He's Howard the Duck 23 on Instagram. Go check it out. That was if a really fun time. Want to know how he got that nickname? You can find Howard the Duck's episode with us. I think it's like <laughs> us, episode yeah. like 14 really or early, something. Yeah. It's way back really early. Don't judge us. But um, anyway, uh, he taught us how to tie those stimmies, but he also taught us how to tie a stonefly pattern. A uh, Some people call it like a vinyl stonefly pattern. Okay, let's talk about that stonefly pattern. Okay. Uh, I want to hear your story of this stonefly pattern. I'm trying to look for Howie's episode here, but tell everybody I had told him, I said, we should do a dry fly and a stone fly. Yeah. And so we did a stone fly, and I don't even remember, what is the actual name of the stone fly? It's just a stone fly pattern. Okay. I mean, some people call so it a, no a vinyl stone fly. Um, Episode you know, 31, man. That's a long That's time Howie. Ago. Yeah, yeah Howie. go see Howie. Go listen to Howie. He's so, an awesome guy. So the stone fly pattern, what was that material, though, that you wrapped? It was it's almost like It's like a... It, it's just like a rubber. It's called like scud back. It's or like see-through material, right? Yeah, it's, it's very kind of... It's elastic... It's got some stretch to it. Yeah. Um, it's a little, it's, it was brown and speckled and transparent. Yeah. And uh, so he taught me how to tie one. It's the first one I'd ever tied. It's the only one, tied one tied. Before. Only one I tied. Yeah, I only tied one that night. And I stuck it in my box and I was like, oh, I'll take it. Well, we were, I was doing a lot of nymphing. Was and, this when you were Euro nymphing still? Was yeah, I was still Euro nymphing. Yeah. Um, so I had two nymphs on the bottom and I was like, man, I just don't feel like I'm getting deep enough. I want to tie So I was like, I'll tie this thing on. I don't think I'll catch anything on it, but at least get my other flies deep enough so that I'll maybe get Because it's a bigger fly for what we yeah, usually it, fish in the park. Definitely for what I yeah. normally fish out there. And so tied it on and we get to this hole and it was a real long, deep run. And you're like, man, I think you need to hit this with that Euro rod. So I walked up and sure enough, threw that in there with that stone fly. And I think we caught the fish of the day. I think it was still that was the, the biggest fish of the day. Fish of the day biggest I? fish of the day yeah. on Howie Stone Flies. So shout out Howie Fisher's Flies. If you want to learn how to tie really great flies that catch great fish, make sure to go follow well, our man. Also, Howie. you need to come hang out with us on Instagram next time we do it. Yeah, for sure. Because we got one coming up. Flies I think. and tell stories and 
hang out with Howie. And you actually learn some really great stuff. Like the flies catch fish. Oh, yeah. So it's not like yeah. you're just hanging out. Yeah. And, and I even think they look cool. <laughs> they look way better than the fish. That, yeah, for sure. For sure. The other flies. Um, awesome. The other thing I want to say, there was this one fish, man, I want to talk. I know, like, you just get a fish. That was your fish of the trip? Oh, yeah. I mean, it came out of the for water sure. a couple times. So, you know, awesome. Oh, it did. It, awesome. Oh, I uh, should have had it on video. Awesome wild rainbow. Because yeah. those things are just funny. Because they leap. I man. had this one fish. I had the Euro rod. We were dry dropping at this point. Yeah. And I think it was very soon after you had switched over. Yeah, we'd switched, yeah. And this was that fish I was talking about. I cast it up, not to the side. Mm-hmm. And I, I cast it up. And usually the fish in the park, they, when they hit dry flies, they kind of like hit it and run. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they kind of flash at it or they hit it real quick. Oh, like on dries. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, that's they're, how they dry yeah, fly they fish. Splash, the they don't yeah. really They're sip. not sipping a whole lot. But this fish came out of the water like it hit the fly and came out of the water and when did i set and he went back down and fought oh, and that was awesome. one of my best fish of the day and it was like that's I, pretty cool. like he he, he lead, like you know no, like, like his a, body like whale jumping out I mean, of the like water you see it on instagram yeah. and like yeah youtube sometimes like these fish out west like yeah. come, this fish came out of the water and so that was to the eat. that that's was the, my cool. cool fish of the day um so yeah it's just a great it put me in a great place um to having that day it's nice yeah. to just be out there and fishing and uh being together um, I mean, we, it was crazy, dude. We 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 quit counting, but yeah, we we, we caught every bit we, of over fifty fish. We probably. Like, yeah. um, and we're 50, not in that phase of our life anymore. Fifty fish in but, yeah, February is pretty big. Is pretty wild. It was just a fun day. Yeah, I mean that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, it was a big day, and you know we we hiked out. Uh, I think it was we about three miles. Mm-hmm. So that was a good workout too. I was hurting. <laughs> I was sore this morning. So I went to this thing. There's some. There's a group of people in my church, and a buddy and me were like, "Dude, we should go do it with them." They do a cold plunge all the time. Like they go up to the river and they go like. I was sit gonna in ask the, you about. Did this. you see this? Because we got tagged in it. Well, you, they tagged us in it. But I was I didn't wearing. See my, you. I was wearing my dad's on the fly beanie. So but I didn't see you. <laughs> I was out of frame. That's no. why she tagged. Go read the caption. That's so a, uh, probably a good thing. Yeah. It, oh yeah. Nobody wants to see me out there. So, but <laughs> yeah, man. So we went, this we went and got in the water at like eight thirty this morning in it for fifteen minutes. I sat in for ten. So I did this a 10-minute plunge. It's really good for you. I used to do it all the time when I used to work out. I used to work out like at Clemson like and, get, and get in like an ice bath. Yeah, a cold tub. So the so, Haywood County ice bath. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much. What it is. <laughs> They're going to love this. Um, but yeah, there's this little group. They're the Milltown Plunge Club. And uh, a few of the ladies so in it. I was going to ask you this few of the ladies go in they my, tag us in this? Because I was there, yeah. Okay. A few of the ladies in my church are in it. And right um, yeah, they do it in the Pigeon, man. West Fork of the Pigeon. Wow. Up at Sunburst. So it's awesome. And yeah, I went and... Sat in the water for ten minutes this morning with my friend Bradley, and uh, dude, it was your, really good. You put your hat on, so you oh, yeah. had your I had my beanie on, yeah, your my body in the water. Yeah, I mean, I'm just standing up. I wasn't swimming. I wasn't dunking all the way in. Some of them did. That's quite impressive. Um, they've been doing it for a while though. I'm still getting acclimated. Train it's really good body. for you though. Yeah, you got to train really? your body, and it's like my recovery. It helped my recovery. I was hurting when I woke up this morning from that three mile <laughs> hike out, and I have from not climbing read the those research waterfalls. of the uh, cold oh, there's a whole thing about it. I can there's, only imagine. Don't worry, I won't read it. Yeah, I know you want. So you know, I, and I haven't really done it either. I just know it works. It feels good. So uh, yeah, it was really refreshing. It helped me kind of recover a lot better i think so sweet man anyway that's neither here nor there that was a cool but plug. it was it was like neat it. yeah it was a lot of fun we'll so, tag them um, we'll tag the what is it we'll Mil- ta- milltown plunge club i milltown, think milltown i think that's plunge. what it's called oh, no, we'll yeah. figure it out we'll <laughs> tag them on our yes we'll, we'll how to recover from your hiking how to recover from hiking into the park yes. just, so what if I we mean, just sat in the water time, that's what hike. we do next time that's what we do it's not a bad idea. we just take off our waiters and just yeah take our waiter take a change of clothes take a towel I don't know. I don't know. It may be better the next day. It's going to be really hard for me to sit in the water without casting. Yeah, I know. We'll figure something <laughs> out. <laughs> but uh, so that was it, man. What a great weekend. Um, yeah, I love it. And, and this is this is cool. 
and just us and telling some stories about the park. This well, is we have what to remember this is what we doing. did this podcast for, yeah. for trips like this for us to go back and remember. Um, so we hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, wanted to say it has been warmer. I don't know if it's been warm where you are, uh, but it has been warm in West North Carolina. And so Wednesday I took Foster to our bluegill spot. Water was a little dirty, but he did catch a, a panfish on the Sam's one bug. So that was fun. And nice. uh, more of those days are going to be coming now that, as long as this weather stays like it is. And so I want to encourage everybody to get outside, folks. Um, be the ones you love. Hang out when you can. Um, I know life is busy, but that's what we're all about. And other than that, Caleb, I think we're good, man. Yeah, I just want to say again, thanks to um, – uh, oh, gosh, I can't think well, of the name of the – Thanks to Wes from – Sequami. Is that right? I swore he said it was Snoqualmie. 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 I think we're going to get it wrong so many times, and I hope he forgives us for that. But uh, we'll post some pictures of his yes. racks. We've got some Snoqualmie great pictures. Rodko. So, yeah, Snoqualmie Rodco. Thanks for sending us that glass rod. It's awesome. Thanks for landing at G. Loomis for sending us a couple rods. We're going to get the other four weight that he sent us on the water pretty soon. Oh, I've, and, I've uh, casted it. The, the whole reason, too, water. I want to promote this a little bit. The whole reason, too, we are uh, getting to fish these rods is – here in about a month, we're going to have these guys on, and we're going to be doing a little series about rod building and how they build these fly rods. And so if you've got questions, if you'd like to get your questions into us about how to ask about uh, rod building, check us out on Patreon. I mean, go to patreon.com, search for Dads on the Fly. Uh, if you want to become a patron to us, all the money that you give to that goes right back to this podcast. just helps us with all the stuff that we have to it's have to be able to run a podcast Um from all the little things that just add up and uh that helps us continue to be able to do this and and if you do that you'll get some extra info some yeah. insider stuff Here's and you'll get an opportunity to ask questions so yeah go you check can, it out you'll have a chance to like email us some questions if you want to ask the rod builders when we do that series yeah. but with the rod builders we're gonna do probably like eh, five to ten minutes yeah kind of behind the scenes and that'll the, be what's on the patreon it's gonna be on the patreon so like, yeah so some bonus content some bonus content for sure yeah. is what we've been trying to do with that um also gonna do some bonus content with a couple other guests we've got planned for sure in uh in april and so on so uh thanks guys i don't think i think we covered all our three points one to cover for i this think episode. so man I, I mean a lot of fun again just love that we slowed down and actually enjoyed our time yeah, too like sure. you know we and i did want to speak to that and i haven't had a chance to yet it was really awesome to go out into the park and do that and just slow down and still catch a ton yep, of fish. I mean, obviously, when you're having success, it just makes things better. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was, so it was, it was, really was an all-around great day. Yeah. I want to thank, give a big shout-out to Ben. Thanks yeah, for thanks for coming out with us, man. Us, we ben. Really awesome. appreciate it. If any of the other guys, when we know we're fishing, he just happened to hit it right when you were yeah. fishing that day. Um, we'd love to do that. Hope to see everybody at Orvis this weekend. Uh, Caleb's got to work, but we hope to see you down there. Also, uh, just keep uh, – if you – Get a chance, please rate and review the podcast. We got another great uh, review yeah. this week on the website. Uh, got some big things coming up, so we want to keep doing what we're doing, and we want to keep including you guys in it the best way we can. So thank you, thank you for all the support and for all those that are listening. The Ian and Charity episode about fishing the park, which is kind of cool, we're doing yeah, this behind it, uh, was great, and uh, took some of their tips on that trip to kind of to uh, catch even more fish. And so excited about. The future man, excited about the spring, um, but it is Saturday evening, and we're going to go get some dinner. Let's do it. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Dazzle the Fly podcast. And until next time, tight lines. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. We hope this episode has inspired and encouraged you as a parent or an angler as we wade through faith, family, and fishing all on the fly. Make sure to check us out at dadsonthefly.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at dadsonthefly. Shoot us a message as we always love hearing from you all. If you'd like to check out any Dads on the Fly merchandise, you can find it there as well. And as always, if you can, leave us a rating or review and share this podcast with a friend. Until next time, tight lines. Thank you.